Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's political time. New South Wales Labor leader Chris Minns has arrived, Come everyone. Morning, Chris. Celebrate. Let's clap. Hello, mate. How Hi. are you? Take a seat. Take a going? seat. Mate, very well. How, How are you? Are going? you? Good, oh my gosh! Good. This is this so is it. You don't look you don't look stressed at all. Like, don't I? I, feel, I am a bit stressed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it yeah. What, what sort of stress is it? A, con, a concern about the race, or just you want to win so much and you want to show everyone what you're like? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm probably a bit concerned that I'm going to lose. To be honest, with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, with 24 hours to How go. How refreshing to hear a politician actually say those words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know yeah. what? Because we we the only time we're tested is like eight times a year. Well, oh, you're man. killing it. Yeah, we're killing it now. Yeah. But, you know, it is a little stress, isn't it, Jackie? You hope for the best. You hope for the best, exactly. What time do they come out? Like mid-morning or do you just yeah. get them live? Yeah, usually around 9.30. 9.30, okay. We don't get well, congratulations yeah, thank to you, you, sir. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Oh, how good would it be for us to be able to congratulate you on Monday? Oh, I'd love oh, that. Hello, Mr. <laughs> Premier. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd, I'd love that. that. <laughs> Maybe you can give the, because we had uh, Dominic Perrottet, the current Premier, in Wednesday. Yep. And he was asking, answering questions and, you know, making promises. And he seemed like... And then Jackie seemed to change... Remember how she was convinced she was going to vote for you yeah. last time? Mm. When he came in, it was like it was like she was at schoolies. Like, the boyfriends left the room no, and no. here's another one. <laughs> no, no, that's hey, not true. Yeah, look all right too. But well, it's still 24 hours to go, Jackie. Yeah, got, I yeah, did you... say to Brooklyn, our newsreader, if you remember Brooklyn... Another um, deflect. See that? Chris. I threw the hotcake to her. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no hot what I was saying is, is that I, it seems so close. Like, both of you are really good. and you Decent both, guys. Yeah, and so Brooklyn kind of broke it down yesterday with what the policies are for each. Yes. Um, but... What? And you were even still split then. And still Couldn't even split. Like both, okay. both, both really good things. Well, you're things a considered you're voter. That's a good thing, Jackie. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Is, there a, sure. is, is there a lot of Jackies out there that are like, well, you've got a lot of good things and he's got mm. undecided types? I think so. I mean, when I first came on the program a couple of years ago, when yep, I first yep. became leader of the Labor Party, we hadn't won an election in 16 years. So for us, we have to convince people that have voted, say, for the coalition for the last two or three elections, hey, we think it's time for a change, right. a new group of people, new ideas, fresh energy. Yes. Because if you look at schools and hospitals, particularly if you're a nurse, for example, in New South Wales public hospitals. Oh, the hospitals, nurses were ringing up yesterday. They weren't happy with that. That's right. Dying. I mean, they got us through COVID. Yeah. They, worked yeah. their, they worked their butt off. And many of them had to go to work when we didn't know what the long-term effects of COVID would be. Yeah, well, exactly. And they were there right in the thick of it, risking... They didn't know what they were walking 100%. into. hundred percent. And so, you know, you're reading the newspaper, you've got no idea what the long-term effects of COVID would be on the lungs or the central nervous system. Still went to work anyway. Yes. And 6,500 of them have left New South Wales public hospitals in the last 12 months. So and that's, that's because of the, the, the pay and the overworking. Pay and conditions. And look, I think it's time for a fresh set of eyes on some of these promises and policies. If yep. you get the same policies... Of the last four years, you can expect the same result for the next four years, and we think it's time for a change. What Chris, would be the wow. change? What would be what would actually happen there? What, yeah. You mean like pay rising and yep. stuff like that? So a couple of things. Firstly, in relation to nurses, we're going to promise one nurse for three patients in emergency okay. departments. Oh, that was one and of their concerns. Promise. That's yeah, a promise. That's yeah. a promise. Yep. One nurse to four patients on the wards. Okay. And that'll obviously help patients and those that need to go to New South Wales hospitals, particularly emergency departments. 66,000 people walked into an emergency department in a three-month period, turned around and left without getting any treatment at all. Because, because it was too packed. The weight. The weight was just so gigantic that they went, I, I, can't, I can't stay here any longer. So if we get one nurse for three patients, two things will happen. Firstly, you'll get seen quicker. And yep. secondly, 
we think nurses will stay in the system. And definitely in my interactions with people, say, for example, at Westmead and Blacktown Hospital, they go, look, if there was more of us, the job would be easier. We wouldn't feel as stressed or as anxious yeah. and we need help. And, 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 burn and, out and to so get quick. more, you're paying more. Yeah, is we've that got, what it, I mean, how do you just suddenly get more where they're not, it's not one to every ten? A couple of things. Firstly, we've got to stop people leaving the profession, and yeah. that means particularly in relation to skills, conditions, and pay. So skills, we're offering 2,000 study scholarships a year to make sure that people have got the skills to stay in the profession, whether it's nursing, whether they're paramedics, whether they're other hospital workers in the New South Wales hospital system. Secondly, in relation to conditions, so one nurse for three patients. And lastly, lifting the wages cap. Now, New they're, South, they're not paid that well. They're paid all right, but mm. not as not for what they do. Well, the know? key thing is they can't negotiate. Like That's in New right. South Wales, right at the moment, we're the only state in Australia with the wages cap in place. And it's one of the reasons why so many nurses are saying, well, there's an opportunity in Queensland, there's an opportunity in South Australia oh, or Victoria, we're out of here. Right. And we're, I don't think what we're proposing is that radical, but it does mean if we can sit down around the negotiating table and talk about what's possible. In New South Wales at the moment, it's illegal to do that. And Dominic Perrottet, in the middle of the COVID pandemic, said, I'm going to wind the wages cap from 2.5% all the way down to zero which I think was a catastrophic mistake. Oh, I see. So if the, the Liberals have the wages cap back up at, what, 3% at the moment, what what would you like to see it at? Well, we've put the money aside, so $41.9 billion this year. We're going to put take that up to $45.9 billion in the fourth year over the budget cycle. But anything above that, we're open to negotiation. So that means it might be trade-offs in relation to productivity, uh, savings. It might also be budget savings inside the New South Wales budget. There'll be strict rules in place, but so is given it, given is if, a five percent pay rise going to be too much? Well, because you can't negotiate. Too much. Well, thing I, is too much. <laughs> I want to know what Chris's thoughts are. Because Brooklyn, you can't negotiate. We can't nominate a figure. You have to do that from government around the negotiating table. But I think the point here is that at the moment that negotiation can't take place. And using the wages cap, the government made a decision, even though they went to the election promising 2.5%, wound it all the way back to zero. 12 months after they made that decision, inflation was at 3%. 12 months after that, it was at 6%. Yeah, and right. now you know mm. it's between 7 and 8%. Mm. What a disaster. But, but we need government. We need all these bodies to control everything, keep everyone like fed and hospitalised. What are the top five things you feel Labor and yourself can bring to the part if you guys are elected and you're running the state. Yeah, sure. Number one, toll relief. So $60 oh. toll cap for those yeah, using New South Wales motorways. Right? Right. Yep. Number two, a tax cut for first home buyers. So we're going to lift the stamp duty threshold from 650000 to 800000 yep. So every first home buyer will pay either no stamp duty or a reduced amount up to a million dollars. Right, okay. So that's sort of uh, sort of like a sliding scale depending on the value of the house? That's right. And so that's for those that idea. purchase a property for the first time under $800,000, no stamp duty at all. So but not that will, annual... So that, we're, we're, sorry, when you pay it, purchase it, what if you're purchasing a million-dollar home, what happens with your stamp duty then? Is yeah, there you, a reduced rate? So 95% of first-time buyers in New South Wales purchase a property for less than that amount. The median house price is around that in New South Wales. Right. But particularly right. for regional New South Wales and Western Sydney. I'm oh, sure. It's not just paying, Sydney, right? That's yeah. right. For a, To get on the property ladder, we would much rather people may pay no stamp duty at all rather than a reduced amount 
uh, or, or so an annual land yeah. tax or property tax. And, and so you're going to get like wine back Dom's land tax thing. Look, the reason, for that, the reason for that, Brooklyn, is that it's an annual fee that you pay forever on that property. So if you hold that property, you're paying it to the New South Wales government. And one of the reasons I don't like that is because it's levied against the value of your property. Now, property prices over the last 10 years have doubled, but wages have remained flat or reduced over the same period of time. So even though yep, you pay it based on the value of your property, it comes out of your back pocket and your wages. And I'm concerned, particularly young people, are just not going to have the disposable income to pay that annual fee to the New South Wales government. We think our policy is better because I'd rather people pay no stamp duty at all or no tax at all rather than an annual yeah. fee to the Buy government. Buy a house and start your life. Start exactly building right. your own personal wealth. What if the property is 825000 What, what <laughs> well, happens? Well, then negotiate it down. Right. Yeah. That's a big, like, how much is stamp duty, by the way? What's the percentage no, of stamp duty? It's on a sliding scale, and obviously it's a big revenue mix for the New South Wales government for both sides. There's no changes other than for first home buyers. Mr. Perrottet is offering this uh, annual land tax to the New South Wales government. But, you know, as I said, there's another problem with it. It's a fee to the New South Wales government's between two and two and a half thousand dollars a year. But if you purchase that property and you decide to make it an investment property for yourself, mm. then you have to pay both the annual land tax as well as the land tax for the rental property. So it jumps from two to eight thousand dollars a year, mm. which means. You may have to dispose of the property if the property market's not on the way up. There, there's real issues, particularly. But it for is all the choice. Like people don't mm. have to choose to do that. That's absolutely true. And I mean, all I'm offering the people in New South Wales is a choice between the policies. For 95 percent of first-time buyers under Labor, you'll pay no stamp duty or a reduced amount. Under Mr. Perrottet's plan, it's an annual fee to the New South Wales government, and that's forever. That's on the books. Okay, number, there's another, any more? We only got through two reasons. Yeah, two. Yep. Number, okay, number three, <laughs> one nurse for three patients in emergency departments, as oh, I said. Oh, yes, we've covered Num- that. That's number four, bringing back domestic manufacturing, particularly train buildings. Kyle, you would have seen the ferries and the yes, trains yes. and the transport infrastructure. They're all broken, aren't they? Of the top six transport projects that were offshored in terms of uh, manufacturing in other places around the world, they've had budget blowouts of between 40 and 50%. And when you've got trains that don't fit, tracks and ferries that are breaking down on the harbour. We think we can build it right here in New South Wales. Doesn't it cost a lot of money? How much money do they save buying them overseas and then bringing them over here on a boat and then they don't work? Well, None. They, no, they, they told us, Well, that's right. They told us when they started these contracts, ah, it's a great way to save money for the New South Wales taxpayer. Right. But when the bill finally arrives, we're seeing budget blowouts of between 40 and 50%. <laughs> so we miss out on the jobs, particularly in the Hunter Valley and particularly in Western Sydney. Good, well-paid manufacturing jobs. Right. So the Tangara trains, you remember the old Tangaras? Yes, yes. They've got to be replaced. Their life cycle's 30 years. They've been operating for 34 years. So the next government's going to determine whether they're built in Australia or offshore. We've made a decision that they'll be built right here. Okay. I, I like I like local manufacturing where, where possible. Yeah. Uh, and the fifth, is that four or five? That's four. Okay. Number five, uh, apprentices. We're going to make a big investment in apprenticeships in New South Wales. When the government, this government was elected, there was about fifty-two to 54,000 apprenticeships a year. Mm. That number's dropped to the low 20,000s. Oh, that's half. Uh, absolutely. Now, that does two things. Firstly, 
It means that skilled labour in the economy is less than it should be, particularly in the construction and building industry. Yeah. And secondly, we want to give young people an opportunity to get on the ladder. We want to be in a position where we're, we're investing in their skills and education so they can start small businesses and eventually employ their own apprentices. I mean, I think that's gotcha. the kind of future for a strong hmm. economy. Like okay, that. let's take some calls. Um, Christine has phoned in. What would you like to ask Chris Minns, Christine? Hey, Christine. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, hi, good morning. Actually, that all sounded great. Um, I just well, wanted to remind people. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to remind people um, of the teachers as well. Um, during the pandemic, we were actually going to school five days a week and actually looking after the children of the essential workers, the nurses. That's right. Yes, the, I remember that. Yeah. Right. And it was interesting because I remember at one stage at the supermarkets, you know, they said you could come in at 7 a.m. as an essential worker. Yeah. But they left out teachers. Did they? So we were, we had to show our badges so we could buy things to get to school. But anyway, just the pay in general of teachers and teaching assistants. I'm a teaching assistant. Now, I am actually you know, so low paid that if I, when my children were younger, if I quit my job and went on Centrelink benefits, I would have been $200 better off a year. Oh, you picked a great profession then, Christine. working. Uh, what do you think, Chris, means about the, like, nurses, teachers, that they, do you group them all together as people that we absolutely need to start looking after? Kyle, absolutely. And, you know, there's been a 30% decline in the number of school leavers that are choosing to study education at university. There's so, a lot of declines going on. Yeah, well, we've got to turn these things around. And, look, my basic pitch here is that the best investment we can make in the next generation is education because if you get skilled up and you get a good education and Australia has historically had a world-class education, then the world's your oyster because Australia's the best country on earth. And if you've got the skills, then you can utilise your talents. And we we mainly want to see young Australians meet their full potential. We think the best way to do that is to invest in the education system. That's great. You know, uh, Jackie and I both didn't complete Year 10. Oh, sorry. I didn't complete Year 10. Jackie did Year 10 twice. Yeah. Yeah. And failed Failed again. (laughs) (laughs) So for those kids that are listening, yes, education is super important for the... (laughs) If you're a dumbass like us, there's still some hope for you. There's still some hope. Um, Rob has called through. (laughs) Rob, what would you like to ask Chris Minns? Hey, guys. um, My question is further on what Christine um, just brought up in regards to teachers. I'm a father of two kids myself, and my daughter... This term alone, her teachers had more than six sick days or absences from her school, and each and every absence hasn't been able to be supported from a mm. substitute teacher because they just can't get anyone in oh. that profession to do oh. substitution. So she's basically given a booklet and split into another classroom, and they're left to their own device to do their own teaching. But there's no structured learning inside our classrooms because we can't get substitute teachers. So there's a failure in the teaching system, Chris. You'd probably be across all of this. Yeah. I mean, we've been trying to get a number on the number of cancelled or merged classes in New South Wales schools, just so we can say to parents... Where do you get the number from? Well, from the government, but they won't tell us. They won't release it. Yeah. and I think dodgy. I think it's a high figure. Look, I mean, this is a real issue. We've got about 2,100 vacancies in New South Wales public schools for teaching positions and resignations beat retirement. 
retirements as the leading reason why teachers left the profession last year for the first time in history right. in New South Wales. So we've got to retain teachers in particular, and we've got to, I think we've got a good policy there. So for some reason, nearly 40% of teachers are on temporary contracts, not permanent positions. Well, well, that's, what's that for? Well, I don't know. It's just a policy that's gradually creeped up and more and more of the teaching population are on these short-term contracts. So we're going to... How gonna, do they plan their lives if they don't know what they're doing next Kyle, year? 100%, Kyle, spot on. So if you're a temporary teacher and you want to, for example, buy a house, it's yeah. almost impossible to get the financing for a loan. Plus, especially if you've got a hex debt still, because like, all of this is looked at. And exactly. It's, it's frowned upon and... And as a result, you say, you say to the bank manager, look, I want a loan, I want some financial support to get um, a house, for example. They'll yep. say, well, where are you working? You can't prove that your school needs you next uh, term when school right. begins. So we're going to convert 10,000 temporary teachers to permanent jobs in New South Wales as a way of retaining teachers into the system and saying, look, you're valued, we don't want you to go, and our kids need you. And, Kyle, you can't replace teachers with apps or websites or computers. No. It's not going to work. Like. Everybody knows two or three teachers in their lives that have literally yeah, turned true. their life around. Yeah. Do you know? Can you still remember the teacher that turned your life around? No, Dickie? no, no <laughs> teacher turned my life Certainly around. Certainly not these ten ones. No. Okay, bad yeah. example. But I'm sure I, it happens. I remember a little Indian woman called Mrs. Carr, and she was lovely. What did she okay. do to turn I your life around? I don't remember. I just remember her being like I was. My parents are going through a divorce. I was in primary school. Oh, was, that's yeah. nice. She, yeah. I, I don't even remember any conversation. I just remember her face. Yeah. And her kindness. Yeah. But sometimes, Kyle, like there's there's teachers that see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Yeah, that's because true. Because you know the, the the longer teachers stay in the profession, the better they are at yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They see more kids. They get more empathetic. They know where the shortcuts are in terms of making sure kids retain the information. So if they're leaving in big numbers. Doesn't matter how many you put in the top. If they're leaving from the bottom, yeah. then the education system just well, can't all catch that up. Sounds lovely. One more call, Phoebe. What would you like to ask? Hi, my question is around you're giving out all this money for pay rises. How are you going to curb inflation with all this? Well, look, we've made decisions about where we're going to spend money, particularly over the next four years, and some of them have been difficult decisions. Like, for example, we think that the New South Wales public service is just too top-heavy, so senior executives, we're going to reduce the number of them in New South Wales. We're going to put a pay freeze on senior executives and politicians for oh, the next two oh, years. So you're freezing the government freezing, increase rather than the essential workers. That's right. So freezing politicians and senior executives' pay for the next two years, as well as curbing the number of labour hire and contractors into the government, which saves us about $1.6 billion uh, over the forward estimates, which is the budget cycle, they say. Look, there's been di difficult decisions that we've made around some projects we don't believe are essential at the moment because we've got a crisis in schools and in hospitals. They're tough calls to make, sure. but that's the way we believe we can get New South Wales back on track and like give the, the state a fresh start. Northern Beaches Tunnel, because we were talking about mm. that yesterday. Mm. Well, oh, that's oh, by the way, I saw on Sky News last night, they said mm. the Libs are in trouble in the Northern Beaches, and I thought, oh, that's probably why they promised the tunnel. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Well, the that tunnel's that been promised for ages, but still oh, not, not much has been done. Well, so you can, you can promise, and then, but you've got to deliver. I don't know why anyone doesn't call pollies out more often on the non-deliveries yeah, of the well, promise. Yeah, they should. And I, if we get elected on Saturday, that's exactly what will happen to us. I know that. So we've been, I think, careful but appropriate with what we're promising in the election campaign. Brooklyn mentioned the Northern Beaches Tunnel. That's $10 billion. There's no money allocated in the budget. We're already two hundred. Oh, they don't have the money already. Not, well, they're saying they're going to build it, but there's no cash available, which right. means probably the only way you can do it is sell off essential infrastructure like Sydney Water, 
We just don't think that. Oh, we asked Dom that, and he said no. But then, who knows if that's well, true? Well, you know, he said something similar this time, the day before the last election in 2019, about the toll roads. Yeah. And then straight after the polls closed, the toll roads were sold off. So look, you know, oh, take so, him. So they don't always tell the truth, the politicians. <laughs> is that what you're saying? That's a yeah. We're burying the lead there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a headline, guys. Politicians. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, on the toll roads, Chris, the sixty dollar a week cap on tolls. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't you think that? I fantastic. do love that because I'll be able to u- be able to use that. Yeah. But after the sixty dollars, when we can just go around using every toll whenever we want, and it's it's not going to cost us, but it will cost the government because you'll be paying for it. Is that just like an unlimited amount of money that the government could have to then cough up? Well, we've looked at the people that use toll roads in Sydney. They primarily live on the central coast, the northwest and western Sydney. Mm. They're mainly people that live in communities that don't have good access to public transport. So 17 of the top 20 suburbs in western Sydney with the lowest access to public transport are also the highest toll users. That seems like they've copped it twice then. That's right. Paying more and getting less. So our policy is focused on them and it's obviously been independently looked at and budgeted by the Parliamentary Budget Office. But it applies to all of us. Right. It applies yeah. to everybody, but just as there's a there's a weekly Opal cap for public transport users, mm-hmm. we think the same should, rules should apply for uh, motorway users. But, and you've, toll roads. but you've still got to pay the owners of the toll roads. That's true, Brooklyn. Do they though, or do they just? <laughs> I get mean, to, which is just one, debt recovery it, to take care of it. Well, it's just one do. company that owns all the toll roads, so that company's going to rake it in with oh, this yeah. policy, aren't they? Yeah. So it, we we believe it's well, it's fully budgeted, it's fully costed. We know exactly how much it's going to cost over the next four years, but there's no alternatives. I mean, but you we don't can't know have how many people. Hang on, Brooklyn, will Brooklyn, use Brooklyn, the Brooklyn. What you don't understand is the government is here to help the people, not the big corporations. <laughs> but at the end of the day. Yeah, but the money's going to the big corporation. Yeah, but it's going to them anyway because these people are currently paying. Mar and Par in the suburbs are paying. Now they're not. That's what we want government to do. But my question is, when there's a cap on tolls, I'll use tolls way more than I do now. No, you won't. You'll sit at home with your boyfriend watching TV. But at the end of the day, Brooklyn, if we don't do it, if we don't have compensation for people to use the infrastructure that they used to own, then there's no way of seeing them get around Sydney, get to work, get home, see their family, see their friends. I will make this point, though. Mm. It shouldn't have been necessary... But it, it is because the roads yeah. have been privatised. And right. this is one of the secret bills that comes every time you privatise an asset, whether it's electricity, toll roads. I'll give you an example. Electricity was sold off. The government's forked out about $3 billion worth of compensation for people to use electricity that they used to own. And my argument is mm. why sell it off in the first place? Keep it in public ownership. Don't let what happened to the toll roads, the ports and the energy companies happen to Sydney Water. Well, see, there's a, there's a pattern there. They say we're not going to sell it, and then they sell it. Can exactly. I ask? Yeah. You, uh, this might be a really dumb question. That's fine. But is there any way when when you sell something like that, mm. can the government at any stage buy it back? We just don't have the pockets to buy right. it back. You'd have to go to the market, and yeah. um, you know they have you, to be willing to so sell. Sometimes you sell admire off. the Chinese government where they can just say, "Well, we're just taking it back," but that, you, you can't do that. We can't do that. Fun. Look, we're a nation of laws. We're yeah, going to honour yeah, all yeah. contracts yeah. in New South Wales. But I mean, I think the key point here is let's not make bad situation worse sure. and double down on policies we just don't think are working. Right, yeah. God, okay, right. well. Now, what do you think now? Because Jackie was going to vote yeah, yesterday. Jackie. I begged her not to do the early vote, to wait till you came in for the last... Yeah, give me a second. Give me a second to process <laughs> oh, everything. Well, you were very quick in here on Wednesday with Dom to say, oh, you, you, you're you, all right. No, yeah, I... 
I, I definitely like both of you. I really do. It is so. It is a really tough, tough if call. If you had because... to be marooned on an island with just one of the candidates, Dom Perrottet or Chris Mins, and you were on oh, an Chris, island for a because, year. Oh, yeah, okay, it's right. like. Yeah, well, 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 that's your decision. That is your decision. Yeah, but I think who people can you need stand? to. Is what who can you stand oh, no, being I around? I like both. I really do. I do. Um, Chris, obviously, you know. Thanks, Jackie. You and I, we shared a moment. <laughs> Chris, you're with shallow yeah, and, that's right. What? You know, well, we what did moment? a duet. We, oh, we did oh, a no duet. No He's got a guitar. He's fun. You yeah. know, he can't we'd have a good time. The guitar's not on the desert island. Oh, just okay. <laughs> yeah, you probably couldn't make one. No, could you? no, no, you could. Hard. Well, you probably could. You probably could. No, seriously, best of luck. Um, it's going to be a big one. When do we? Is this like a live feed we watch Saturday night or oh, yes. is this when yeah, it all yeah. starts coming Where through on Saturday be? So night? Will you be at, with the rest of the Labor people yeah. looking at results and everything? Yeah. I don't know. I was talking to my wife about that the other day when the results come in. I might go for a run or a run. A workout Wait, or what do time like do you expect the results to come through? They start trickling in from about 6.30? Yeah. At night? Six, yeah. Okay. 7 o'clock? And it all depends on how close it is as to it when It depends, but you can kind of, you can get a sense on the trend. So the early results come in and you're like, oh, that that's better than we did last time. So will time. you sit and watch that and then go for a run? No. Or? I reckon I'll leave my phone at home and go for a long how run. How can you do that? <laughs> That's I, a could man never with control. I could That's never a man. do that. He's a control. I'd be like, running going, I wonder what's happening. I wonder what's happening. Yeah, I probably will be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Poking into people's front yards and hey, seeing if Can I just yeah. compliment you? I can see the TV. I don't compliment politicians very often. I usually tease them. But I did see the other day on the news, and, and I this is what wins me for you. And you, I see you've done this a few times, and I admire it as a personality trait. The news people were attacking Dom Perrottet over saying that he got an ambulance for his wife and he pulled some strings and everything. And, and I saw them come to you and I was so refreshed that you were like, well, I, I know Dom Perrette and I take him um, at his word. If he said he, he didn't do anything wrong, then I believe that. And I thought, what a missed opportunity. Most politicians would attack, attack. Yeah. But you, you, you're not running that campaign. You, you're a common sense guy. You, you're not a... You're not a, you're not attack making up making up dramas. Yeah, you yeah. seem you seem very solid. Yeah, I mean, I, in that situation, I don't know what I'd do in the same situation, and I was just being honest with the, yeah. the media when they asked. And look, mainly this campaign's been about policy, who's got the better vision. But sure. I'll be honest, I like Dom, and we get on. Does he I, like you as well? I, I think so. Have you guys ever played Marco Polo? Just you and him in a pool. <laughs> Marco <No>. Polo. <laughs> Marco. We have. What a but, question you know, to ask. It's a sign of a true friend. How does your brain work? Oh, Kyle, that's the first time I got that question. I've never been asked that before. And you never probably yeah, will yeah. be. No, but, you know, <laughs> we've still got a day to go, so maybe we can squeeze it in. Well, good luck. Where are you off to today? You've still got the, uh, on the campaign trail? Yeah, or? still on the campaign trail. So a lot of media. We're heading out to, a, uh, I think, a work site out in Western Sydney. Are you, going out, are you going out to the cash cock? The what? Oh, we've got a big brown cock out in the streets. So like a big run. rooster, big chicken, rooster thing. A, chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a rooster. It's a bucking bull, you I'm know? Glad I ask because, yeah. 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 And people can climb on it, and the longer they ride, uh, the uh, more money they win. Okay, well, no, I'm not doing that. But there you go. <laughs> well, you missed yeah. an opportunity there. Yeah, another if missed opportunity. trouble, but at the end of the day, maybe. Without the Gregory Hills. That's well. right. Okay. Look, uh, Chris Mins, New South Wales Labor leader. Good luck. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, you have my vote. Good luck. I'm just saying up front, I've already voted. You've already got oh, you one. Vo- you've you got voted. one in the bag. Okay. I've already done it. 
Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, excellent Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Brooklyn. Chris, Chris, Chris good luck. luck. What are you going to do, Brooklyn? Because you sound... Well, It's look, hard one, to tell who you're... Because you're snippy to everyone. Yeah, like a little I, bitch I, I, to I'm everything. really torn, to be honest. But uh, one thing I will say in support of you, Chris, is that to have one party in charge for 12 years now, and then potentially that'll be 16 years, one group of people in charge, is just not great for democracy, I don't think. You've got to split it. You've got to share it around every now and again. Yeah, That's one so. thing I think, you know, it would be good for you. Wow, who would have ever thought that Brooklyn would be a converted? <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a good selling point, you know, mix yeah. it up. Yeah. Yep. yep. The yep. old mix it up. <laughs> the old mix it up <laughs> plan. Chris means thank you, Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank Fantastic you, Chris. day. See Let's see who wins this race. We'll find out Saturday night. Put your vote in. Doesn't matter who you vote for. But you good. You gotta vote. Let's go. Y'all been great. Thank you so much. Kyle and Jackie O.